up our step six work tonight or at least this month's step six work before I dig into the questions though I promise that I would tell you about what happened last night and I just am curious to what maybe you think about it so I had group and as you know I haven't drank in I don't know whatever six months six plus months And Friday night, I had my first mocktail, I guess. Um, I had a virgin margarita, and I kind of got a kick out of it. It's not something I normally would have done, but I was talking about it at group, and I actually kind of got in a little, I don't know, trouble is the right word, but the director of the program was like, not... He comes from an opioid and alcohol addiction arena, as well as one of the other counselors on the call. And basically, they said to me that uh, a lot of people that drink non-alcoholic beer revert back to drinking eventually. I'm like, okay. And I really, I, I was so proud of myself because I sat there and I let them tell me their opinions And in my head, I'm thinking, I know, you know, but that's one of my old defects, defects that I try to work on, is that getting rid of that know-it-all attitude or defending myself even. So I tried to be humble and I tried to take the feedback and I did. So later on, I was curious to what the group thought. Ooh, my lights just flickered. I was curious to what they thought of this dialogue. I thought on some level that maybe Bill was trying to make an example out of me. So I asked in the group later, I was like, what do you guys think? Um, I'm trying to find it so I could tell you. So I was like, what do, what do you guys think about them saying that the substitutes essentially would lead me to relapse? And one of the responses, I think he's being overly cautious, probably more of a conversation to have one-on-one, meaning we shouldn't have it in front of the group. And this was my next response. Oh, he knows he could do that to me. I think he was using me as an example, which is fine. It's a great point. If we were to use Candy Crush or money-free slots in our phones, the same principles he mentioned would apply. I thought it was a great point of discussion. So I don't know if you saw what I did there, but I was very politically correct. But noticing the point that I get it and there's a, a gambling comparison, you know, there's those slot games that they don't cost money, but the wheels spin and you get the fake money. And the response I got was games are on the phone are not allowed, question mark, which it's not for me to say. I said, I didn't say that. And I got a, oh, just checking. Um, so and then just so that I fill this out, um, 
I said, I think there could be an argument that it's the same premise. It's kind of what I was asking. I was curious about people's thoughts. I'm in learning mode. My beliefs continue to evolve the more I learn lately, which is what I tell you guys all the time. And that I wasn't taking a position on it. And he's like, the response I got was, gotcha, my concern for you would be more that you did it to make someone else comfortable, which I did say in the story. I just didn't want her to feel like she couldn't have a drink because I wasn't drinking. And a watermelon cucumber margarita, like I've never had one of those ever. So it was kind of an experiment. But here's here's the thing when it comes to my drinking and not drinking. One thing, I don't know that I'm committed to forever not drinking. I just haven't found a reason to drink. If there were reasons, a lot of them have happened this year. But I also know I'm still volatile with one of my friends that if I drink, I would probably not send the best text messages in the world. So it doesn't it doesn't behoove me to pick up alcohol until I'm done processing the end of that relationship. But that being said, I if I'm not going to drink, I am not going to spend the money on expensive calorie filled drinks. It defeats the purpose. Like part of why I like being alcohol free is so that I wouldn't gain weight. I'm not losing weight, which I feel like I should be, but I'm not. Aside the point, but I wouldn't just spend bonus money on these sugary drinks. It was the context of the situation. And it was just, it was interesting that that was the response that Bill hung on to as opposed to, that's great, you didn't drink, you know? So maybe I was looking for my cookie, I don't know. It was just, it was just interesting to me. And in the recovery free room that I, I'm in, they're, they have um, they have a happy hour on Friday nights with alcohol-free beverages. And it's about creating recipes. And they make it fun. And it shows that you can have fun without alcohol. That's what the message is. And that's at least the message I receive from that. So there's two different, you know, school of thoughts. My... My... I guess call to actions for you guys listening is just to maybe reflect on how do you feel about that? What do you think about, you know, if someone told you you couldn't play Candy Crush anymore because it's it's a form of gambling, how would you feel about that? Now, I know what personal decisions I've made about gaming on my phone, but it goes back to what what I'm trying to do here, I'm not trying to say that how I feel about it is the right way. I'm trying to enlighten all of us that there's different sides to every story or different opinions on every matter. I remember thinking it was absolutely bananas that they said I couldn't play Candy Crush. Actually, oh, here comes my evening yawns. Apologies. I remember sitting in a GA meeting when I was in my early 20s and they told me I couldn't try out for Wheel of Fortune. And in my 20-something-year-old addict brain, I'm like, well, I'm not spending any money. What difference does it make? I couldn't wrap my head around what they were trying to convey to me. Even with the textbook definition, you know, gambling, any skill, betting for money or not, you know, the the whole gamut. So... Now I can see their perspective, but where I'm going with this is 
it, I think it's important to, in this day and age especially, to just not, there is no end-all, be-all. It's just opinions. And it's opinions for who works, you know, who what works for who. Now, when I say it's just opinions, am I saying that there's no science behind some of this? No, I'm not saying that. Because do I believe that our brain lights up with dopamine, when we play Candy Crush or we go to a bonus round or whatever that looks like, even when there's no money involved, I absolutely believe that as well. But it also happens when we just look at our phone and we have a notification that somebody liked our picture. It's that same thing. So should we never be on our phones again as gamblers? Like we have to decide those lines and our boundaries for ourselves. So that was why I wanted to share that with you. So like I said, kind of reflect, you know, is there, I mean, you could take it one step further. All right, maybe I'm tabling. I'm going to table the rest of six till tomorrow because I got, time got away from me on this. But take it one step further. So let's say that you try to quit gambling and you're having a tough time. You just keep going back. You might get a week, you might get a month, you might get a day, but then you always find yourself going back. I would ask yourself to look at the patterns. Is there something? Oh my goodness. Damn yawns. It really must be this room. Anyway, um, is there something habitual like a candy crush or a, a pretend slot machine with no money that keeps your brain going, that keeps that cycle going in between when you go back to, you know, using money or betting? I don't know. I don't know how that looks for anybody other than myself, but I'm just throwing it out there. So if it was funny because somebody had said I was playing Pokemon Go before I went to treatment and then after treatment and I'd go walking around for hours catching Pokemon hours. And if you're not familiar with the game, the premise is you catch monsters and they show up. It's random how they show up unless there's an event. The game, it's not random for the game makers, but it's random for the players. And what I used to use it for was, well, this is what I thought I was using it for. Whoo, excuse me, was to get me active. And it, it worked. It got me off the couch. There were summer nights that I would have maybe stayed in or not have been motivated to do anything and it got me out there so it's going to play and it I think it increased my average weekly steps from say 90,000 to 120 130,000 a week I would go hours walking around trying to catch these Pokemon so then I'm leaving treatment remember I told you they have this aftercare plan which is what led me to the center it was on there that I should play Pokemon Go as my aftercare plan now, based on what I just said, that totally is conflicting, right? Because it's at random and, you know, it's giving me the dopamine hits every time I catch a little monster or I, uh, you know, finish a task or, or whatever else is involved in the game. And here, here is one of six rehab places in the whole country telling me to go play Pokemon Go. And I questioned it. And the logic was essentially... If I'm playing Pokemon Go and I'm not at the casino, it's a win. It's a victory. I'm not gambling. So that was why they put it on there. It was personal to me. They didn't tell everybody to go pick up 
playing Pokemon Go. But here I was trying to give up my best friend, essentially, my boyfriend, gambling. And they felt it would make me more successful if I gave it up. Well, or I didn't give it up, excuse me. So I continued to play. When I got back to New York, I continued to play. And then, then, although I did get to the top level, I didn't finish everything that there was to finish about the game, and it's still going as far as I know. But it got to where I started working on my dream, and I wanted to connect with people, and I wanted to do things. So it became less and less of a priority. And I generally, one of the places I love to use it was at the airports because you could just make so much traction and it made walking around the airport better than just sitting still in an uncomfortable chair waiting. So that was like one of my favorite places. And again, it had value. It was helping me kill time. But I don't even know that I used it the last couple times I was at an airport. And I recently, when my computer was being stupid, I uninstalled the app. It's been that long since I played. So for me, it just kind of evolved away. Again, going back to what I believe is keys to keeping us successful at not betting at not gambling and not visiting my boyfriend. And that's the same thing that happened with drinking is it kind of just fell away from me. And I was doing really good with the smoking guys like a month or so. And I will be honest that I have cheated since. So one of my coaches is going to do a dry July with no alcohol. So I'm going to make sure that I absolutely don't cheat in July. It's, It's ridiculous that I cheated. I have no good excuse. It started, um... Father's Day, I had two cigarettes, and then I've bought in some cigars here and there. Full transparency. Obviously, I didn't rush to tell you, but, you know, they're going to fall away. Cigarettes are going to fall away when they're, when I'm ready, when they're ready to just disappear. Smoking will go away. I, I believe that because now I have these examples, such as drinking and Pokemon. So my ask of you is just think about what are some of those things and if gambling is your biggest problem, if it's your the biggest making your life unmanageable, devastating relationships, you're impacting your job, your retirement, whatever it's impacting, if that's your biggest not to crack, my personal advice would be crack that nut and focus on that. And if you do that in a way, that along the way you get to heal and reflect and learn ways to be successful in life without a bat, I think those other things would fall away too. That's my philosophy. And yes, I guess I did have an opinion there that that's the way it works because that's the way it worked for me. But I'm not going to tell you what you should and shouldn't do. I'm just asking you to give it some thought. So... I did manage to run over. Thank you for sticking with me. I hope that, I hope there was some valuable nuggets in there and at least get you thinking. And if you resonated with this or you like this topic, it would be amazing if you would leave me a review 
they help so much and I would appreciate it. That's all I'm asking for. I don't ask for much. Reviews and ratings. But if you can do that, that would be a huge, huge help. Again, if you like the show, if you don't like the show, you can leave a review too. I don't know why you'd make it this far, quite honestly, if you didn't like it or if it wasn't up your alley. If I wasn't your peach, and if you know what that means, then you've been listening to my show more than once. So, (laughs) All right, guys. I am going to go now. I will chat with you in the morning. And what is today? Today's the 30th. So it's do or die tomorrow, right? Or is tomorrow the first? Uh Uh-oh. If tomorrow's the first, I might have blew it with step six. I know we got to get back in the alphabet game. How many days are in June? Yes, I know I'm asking this on air and that's obnoxious and sugar. It is the first tomorrow. Okay, so my apologies. We are not going to do any more step six work because it won't be June anymore. We probably should roll right into seven, but we're going to do the alphabet instead. Okay, my beautiful friends. Have a marvelous evening.